Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I just want to comment about the weekend and the vigils that were held around the country in memory of Ashling Murphy. And on Friday evening... I attended the vigil organised by the Drogheda Dolls at, and it took place at the Ramparts in Drogheda and it was really great to see, uh, you know, a, a big turnout for this and the Drogheda Dolls organised it all so well and there were some great speakers and some great poetry and great music from Cultus as well. And it was my intention li- si- simply to stay, record some audio for the newsroom and, and sort of slip away and that was my intention. But I was approached by so many people And from my conversations there, there was one theme that kept coming up again and again and it kind of went along the lines of this. I've never really spoken about this, but I was followed home once. I was attacked. I was dragged into a car. I was I was dragged into a a shed. So many women of all different kind of ages and backgrounds shared stories of assault, abuse, feeling fearful. Some of the women I've known for years, women in my own circle and women I don't know, but they just know me from from here, from the show. And it was so overwhelming. And to be honest, I'm still wrapping my brain around what can we do? How can we change things? And as we know, you know, the most common reason why these women didn't report what happened or even speak to somebody about it until now is fear. You know, who who's going to believe me? He is a respected member of society nothing will be done about it. And this is going on all the time, but I have never been in a position where people are kind of sharing first-hand accounts with me and it is very overwhelming. And like I said last year, last week, we need to keep the issue of violence against women in focus. And this is why today on the programme, I felt like this would be a good idea to bring in, you know, as parents, as maybe you know, educators as people who are leaders of clubs, of groups, of societies are in the community. What what can we do? What can we do? And education is the important thing. And I am going to be joined very shortly um, by Al- Alwyn Moore. And she is a child development expert. And she's also the founder of Cogni Kids. And she's a lot to say about the importance of discussing consent with our boys and respect of women with our boys. And she's going to be joining us to discuss all of this just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. My five-year-old son told me the other day that boys are stronger than girls. And as you can imagine, I was extremely shocked and worried. Where is he getting this from? He definitely doesn't hear it from his dad or me. 
television maybe I don't know if my son is adopting this notion that girls are weaker than boys at the age of five in 2022 what on earth is he going to think about women when he's older and starting to go on dates if these ideas are in the minds of boys at this early age we as, as parents have an awful lot to be concerned about in light of the tragic death of Ashling Murphy, it's our responsibility as parents to break down these gender stereotypes, educate our sons about the importance of treating everyone equally and ensuring they learn the importance of respecting girls and women. I'm delighted to be joined by Alwyn Moran. She's founder of Cogni Kids, a company that creates products that help small children develop their fine motor skills. She's also a child development expert and mum of two boys herself and she's a lot to say about this. She's on the line. How are you doing, Alwyn? Hi, Smith. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, you can imagine my shock, Alwyn, at my five-year-old coming imagine. out with this statement that girls are weaker than boys. Quite alarming. And I've no clue where he's picked this up from. But this is yeah. something that it's, I'd imagine this is quite common in five-year-old boys. It is. It is. Absolutely. And um, a lot of it is kind of playground talk, possibly, uh, where they might have, you know, friends that they're kind of, you know, primary school um, they're kind of hanging out with maybe some kids that weren't in their preschool, uh, some new friends, and um, they're having all sorts of different types of conversations. But also, this um, is kind of a, I suppose, a sphere that you can't really control for them because they're in contact with um, other kids who might have older siblings who might, you know, have this gender bias, mm. unconscious gender bias, because obviously at this age they really don't, you know, they're not aware, they're not, you know, cognitively um, making decisions about uh, a kind of girl, but they're just repeating what they're hearing. So they don't really fully understand the impact actually of what they're saying. But if you say stuff long enough and often enough, then it does become ingrained. So, uh, you know, kind of between interrupting that speech the minute that you hear it, that's something that's really, really important that it's addressed straight away mm. uh, and made very, very clear that that's not okay to say like that, that girls are not stronger than boys, boys are not stronger than girls. Um, also then just being really mindful about kind of conversations and I would have a conversation and indeed I've done so myself in the past with their teacher and just say and make them aware that, you know, this is kind of coming home, not blaming obviously the teacher in any way, shape or form at all, but it's just maybe that it might be something that they might like to bring into maybe their circle time yeah, or uh, some other really nice way to address it that's non-judgmental, that's non-shaming, but very empowering for girls um, and very, very important for both boys and girls because if we don't address it, we're actually doing both a disservice. Uh, and we're allowing this to perpetuate, you know. Yeah, as you um, say, it's about like sort of, you know, the the educator, the teacher, and the parent working together yeah. to kind of, you know, make sure that this doesn't continue. Like straight yeah. away with me, I was like, you know, horrified, and I just sort of said, "Where are you getting? Oh, that's not it at all. Girls are just as yeah. good as boys, and boy at at, at, at the same things, and and the vice versa. Everyone's the same. Everyone's equal. Don't be going around thinking like that. Um, and you know, in the in light of the tragic uh, story of Ashley. Murphy, you know, there's been some difficult conversations that people are having, particularly myself with the men in my life. And uh, I mean, there's there's a lot, there's not one man listening in that hasn't witnessed some form of what they'll call banter, but which is yeah. essentially men using language that is degrading towards women. And, you know, as I'm mentioning, 
if this is starting in age five, we need yeah. to ensure that this, you know, is nipped in the bud straight away and is not carrying Absolutely. on. But one thing that I am finding quite difficult is this extreme defensiveness when I bring it up with men. But as as parents, we need to ensure our sons are not falling into this pattern of it's only banter. Yeah, yeah. And our brothers, um, where, you know, they may be kind of didn't realise it. And it's not, this is not that we're man bashing at Mm. all. It's literally, you know, when you identify a behaviour and you're just putting a name on it, uh, it brings an awareness. It can bring some shame. It can bring some guilt when actually they're to really kind of reflect on, oh my God, hang on a second. Like, is that how it lands? Because that's not how it's meant when it leaves my lips. You know that way? Yes. And it's really important to actually kind of go, like I give my boys this phrase and I use it all the time as well. Uh, you know, it's like, it's not okay or that's not okay. And you don't have to kind of like over explain, but literally you can just say like, that's not okay. And if there's further questioning going on, that's fine. And, you know, very like the whole point of this is to just bring an awareness to bring that unconscious bias into the consciousness. And that's where you're getting the defensiveness because, you know, when change is starting to happen, change is uncomfortable, mm. particularly if it's something that you have been programmed with accidentally and, you, you know, you had no hand actor part in it, essentially. So they kind of have to relearn it. So this isn't something that's going to happen literally overnight. It is absolutely going to be difficult there's definitely been huge amounts of difficult conversations within my sphere as well over the last, you know, kind of while, but like over obviously a long period of time. Uh, but I've really focused very much so on kind of making my boys okay with being emotional, first of all. Yeah. And that doesn't start when they hit puberty or when they hit 12 and they're in first year or when they're five and they're in primary school. It actually starts from day one where you're allowing them to cry, have a safe cry, don't have to put words on it. You know, boys do communicate differently. Girls will talk all the time and we sit in our groups and we'll talk and we'll get emotional, we'll get deep. We don't feel um, vulnerable about it, even though it is a very vulnerable thing. And a lot of boys are actually very jealous at the fact that women can just open their hearts yeah. and disclose everything. And, you know, and we kind of, that's how we process things. And we that's really important because yeah, and uh, you're you're picking up and picking up on a lot of things that you're saying there because like that uh, something else happened with my five year old and he was upset and I could see him holding back the tears and I said it's okay you can cry and he yeah. was trying with all his might not to cry and I thought oh my god where is this coming from now all of a sudden as well yeah. so that's really key and also really a point important. that you mentioned there as well is this idea that this banter and things that like has as you say unconsciously leaving the lips of men and going out there that word is key unconsciously and this is all that we're trying to do we're trying to make you conscious of it and saying those that simple phrase hey hang on a minute that's not okay that's going to be massive if people are having these conversations and and doing that as as things go on the the other thing that I wanted to bring up with you as well and this is something that parents need to be concerned about and I know that we've we've mentioned this time again but our kids are accessing porn it's yeah. extremely concerning at how easy they're getting this. Uh, they're learning about Terrifying. sex. You know, porn is is reinforcing this idea of degradation and, and humiliation of women. And again, parents need to be discussing sex properly, openly, without embarrassment in yeah. the home. Well, this even goes back even further than that. And I'll tell you, because this is one of my bugbears 
as well. <laughs> I have a few, as you know, um, is access to screens yeah. and screen because, you know, little ones are given screens and they're not kind of like parents will sit beside them and actually watch the content that they're consuming. That is huge. Children learn, they have, we all have, when we're very young, have these things called mirror neurons in our brains. And we're, it's, it's basically, we're wired to mirror and mimic the behaviour and the emotions and all of that early on so that we wire ourselves into an emotional kind of stable being. But when you're producing these things once and they're completely unguarded, and as you know, you know, if they watch YouTube video and they just, like, they flick on, they don't even have to do anything. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, there's, you know, unfortunately, there are these sick individuals out there who hijack that space and, you know, try to insert some inappropriate material. And, like, you can be exposing them to that. So the problem with that is, from very early age on, really be very careful and mindful of what they're watching and consuming. And even messages, even as simple as cartoons and things like that, mm. we really have to be careful about what messages are they portraying about boys and girls, first of all, and parents in the home. Yeah. And then secondly, um, we just have to be really, really careful because as our boys get older, um, you know, kind of like the porn industry really just identify women as bodies. There's nothing mm. behind them. There's no emotions. There's no life. There's no family. There's no siblings. There's no big world. Nothing. It is a body to have X, Y, and Z done to at the will of a man. And that's really not okay. Um, and, you know, we really have to have that conversation. It's a difficult conversation. My voice, when you're really trying to talk to um, like an early teen or a preteen about things like this is go for a walk particularly if they're boys boys don't like sitting face to face um, or feeling really confined um, because you know if they just feel t- too much for them yeah. so if you go for a walk with them where you're shoulder to shoulder but you can chat they don't have to give you that eye contact because it's an awkward conversation mm. you might feel awkward about it but it's you know like maybe when you're walking the dog if their job is to walk the dog they're I go, here, I'm going to come with you to Gore's afternoon. And then, you know, this is what I did. My boys the other day, we went for a walk with the dog. I just brought up the Ashton Murphy um, attack and murder. And, you know, we kind of just had a lovely 30 minute wonder, but just really explored kind of deep feelings, their thoughts on it, how were their friends communicating about it and that. And I think really it's so important if you communicate respectfully with your child about things like this. And you might want to absolutely die inside mm. having to talk about things like this and, and porn and, you know, kind of like really tough conversations. But if you portray you're okay with this and, you know, and then, you know, after this, you can get that bar of chocolate and a cup of tea and lock yourself in the bedroom and go, oh my God, thank God that's over. Um, but, you know, it's really how you handle it as well because they feed off you. And, you know, you, like... It is an emotional thing. I brought yeah. my boys to the vigil. You know, I brought my boys into when we were marching for um, the right to life or the choice, sorry, the abortion and, you know, kind of gay marriages and all that sort of stuff because it's really, really important that they're involved and that they see the passion that and the voice. And, you know, like women are really significant and unfortunately, I think it can be perpetrated even by things such as simple as single sex schools. Yes. And this is we we had a chat about this ourselves this morning. Uh, You know, this idea of 
we need, you know, the, the education system to, to come on board and to start having these conversations in school that we're having at home as well. We need parents. It's not just on the shoulders of parents. As I mentioned, you know, it's on... It's the it's, whole community. It's the whole community. Tell yeah. me what your feeling is on single-sex schools, Alwyn. I think they're completely archaic and totally outdated, to be honest with you. I really think, and there's a huge amount of research, so this isn't actually just me thinking, um, there is a huge amount of research that actually, for boys in particular, they are not the best environment. And look, if you think about it, you're putting six, seven, eight hundred boys into one kind of building, of course it's a stewing pot. I taught in one for one year and that's all I could stick and then I did 15 years in um, mixed uh, school much nicer and definitely completely different vibe boys actually kind of were minding the girls mm. um, in a way very kind and you know just really friends they weren't this kind of ooh this unobtainable female you know kind of there was no mystery around them and they got to see the good sides and the bad sides of the girls and vice versa and you know and they really build a very strong kind of bond where there's just no hoo-ha involved yeah, and, and you know, as a parent that has a child, the young fella in a mixed school and the eldest daughter, she's in an all-girls school, I can see the difference with my kids that way. Like, like the, yeah. the young guy is, he's got an awful lot of friends that are girls, uh, which is which is yeah. very healthy. Alwyn, I could speak to you all day about this and I know we're <laughs> up against time uh, constraints yeah. here. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for such an informative discussion and for, for that advice as well. Uh, thank you Thanks, so much for joining right. us. All right. Thanks a million. Take care. Thanks a million. Alwyn Moore in there. You can find out more about what she does. Cognikids.com. We're going to take a quick break and I'll get back to some of your messages. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.